1 Thessalonians 4 and verse number 3. As we uh, continue on with this thought on sanctification, we're going to do one more uh, study on uh, this doctrine of sanctification before we move on. Um, sanctification is the present tense of our salvation. It is the uh, God working in us every day. Uh, to set us apart, as we were studying on Wednesday. We see here in chapter 4, verse 3, Paul says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. This is the will of God, even your sanctification. And so this, this is uh, about God working in us daily, um, he, he is the one that keeps us, but he doesn't keep us uh, in the same place. He's, he is continually growing us as his children, drawing us closer to him, ridding us of the wickednesses of our own hearts as he, as he draws us to himself. And so it is, it is this process that is working in us Every day, uh, that salvation or that sanctification in our salvation. Um, it is in God working in us, it is the, the purging out of our sin, uh, making us clean before Him. Uh, sin is compared to. Leaven, we made mention of that this morning looking at a particular verse there in our text in Galatians chapter 5 this morning. It is compared to leaven. Leaven sours. Uh, leaven uh, causes the, the, the uh, lump of dough to rise there and it, it infects the whole of the dough. That, and it's, that's what it's supposed to be. That's its purpose. You want that, if you're wanting that bread to rise, you want that leaven to do that, but he uses it, it's always used as an example of sin in the scripture, and how that, that little bit of sin can affect the whole of us, can affect the whole lump, as Paul said this morning we read, and so sin is often compared to leaven in the scripture, sin is also compared to leprosy uh, and in the scripture, which leprosy defiles the body. I saw just uh, here this week, Joshua was reading to me as he was going down the road that leprosy is on the increase in the United States. In Florida, particularly. In the southeast United States, leprosy. People walking around hollering, unclean, unclean, I guess. But I said, uh, he read part of the article and just flipped on. I said, wait a minute. I was driving down the road. I said, wait a minute. You've got to read the rest of that article. <laughs> well, I don't want to read the rest of this article. Yeah, you've got to read the rest of that article. And he read the rest of the article to me, and then I said, all right, now look up what are the treatments for leprosy. I want to know what these doctors are doing for it. There's actually a cure for it. No, I didn't know there was a cure for it. Now. Uh, so that made me feel better, that even though it's on the rise, they've at least got, they've at least got a cure for it now. But leprosy, the Scripture teaches us that it, it's, it's used as an example of, of sin, uh, and and it's uh, the uncleanness of it. It's it's what it is revealing to us. 
And so sin is compared to leaven, it's compared to leprosy. Sanctification purges out the old leaven. It cleanses. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says there in verse number 7, 1 Corinthians 5 and verse number 7, as he's describing the problem of their sin there in uh, the church at Corinth, he says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Sanctification does not remove uh, life, but it does take away the love of sin. It's, it is that, that working of God in us to make us clean, to rid us of those old ways, old thoughts, old sins, things that, that plague us. He's cleaning us up outwardly. Uh, sanctification has a positive part in the sense that the, the, it is a spiritual refining of our soul. Uh, this is called in the scripture, the, Paul says there in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, the renewing of your mind, uh, he calls it. That renewing of our mind is something that needs to be done constantly. It's something that needs to be done daily for us. Uh, he, he says that there, in, and again in Romans 12, uh, verse number 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's also called, as, as Peter would call it there in Second Peter chapter uh, 1 and verse number 4, he would call it there a, a, a partaking of the divine nature. A partaking of the divine nature. First, or I'm sorry, Second Peter, <clears throat> chapter one, and verse number four. He says, "Whereby, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust." And so this this is. Uh, called a partaking of the divine nature. Uh, priests under the law, uh, under the Mosaic law, they were uh, washed uh, in the labor, and then they were also adorned with particular apparel. And God even gave particular description of how that, that uh, apparel was to be made and the colors that were on it and the uh, the, the, the parts of it were all specific. And they, they were for the purpose of adorning the, the priest uh, with glorious apparel. They, it was to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it was, it was a glorious uh, apparel that they were given, especially in comparison to what everybody else was wearing out there in the wilderness. Uh, these were beautiful garments that were made uh, for the priest. And he tells us there in Exodus 28 and verse number 2, Thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. For glory and for beauty. This is what sanctification does for us. 
it washes, not only washes from sin, but it adorns us with that purity, the beauty of holiness that the Scripture describes for us. So sanctification is a supernatural thing. It is divinely infused. Uh, We as mankind, because we are of the seed of Adam, we are naturally polluted. We have that sin nature on us. Um, And so to cleanse man, uh, God has to take the initiative. He's the one that has to clean us. We cannot cleanse ourselves. Sanctification is Him working that work of cleaning us each and every day, making us more and more like His Son. So it is a supernatural thing. It is an intrinsic thing as well, in the sense that it is it naturally belongs to the child of God, this, this work of sanctification. Um, it lies chiefly in the heart, uh, and it is, as uh, Peter says here in 1 Peter chapter number 3 and verse number 4, he says, But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. That hidden man of the heart, that, that, that which is of the Lord, that which is put in us. Uh, sanctification is rooted in the soul of the child of God. Psalm 51 and verse number 6. Psalm 51 and verse number 6. He says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. It's rooted in our souls. Sanctification is also an extensive thing. It spreads into the whole of man. It's in every part of us as God works to clean us and to make us more and more like His Son. Original sin, original corruption of man by Adam, by Adam's sin passed on to us, it depraved every part. Isaiah tells us here in Isaiah chapter 1. Turn over there and look with me in verse 5 and verse number 6. Isaiah 1 verse 5 and verse 6. He says, why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even under the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. This, this is the state of man after the fall, this original corruption of him, 
because of Adam's sin is passed on to us. We're born in this state, born sinners, and it 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 affects every part of us. Affects every part of us. After the fall, there was ignorance in man's mind uh, that came because of this sin. In in Christ, there is light. In in God, there is understanding. There's wisdom. There's there's knowledge in Him, but outside of Him, with, with sin on us, there's now darkness, there's now ignorance that comes in man. And so the purpose of that sanctification in us, that cleaning in us, is that all of those, those wrong things, all of those things that have been affected by the fall, all of those things have been affected by our sin, those things... That, that have corrupted our thinking, that have brought us into darkness and left us in those places, all of that, that needs to be cleaned in us. Now, it's, it's cleaned in salvation. But because we're still in the flesh, there is that constant leaning back into those things of the flesh. And it's, it's very easy for us to, we may not be in darkness any longer, but we can, we can get ourselves into dim situations. We might not be in, we might not be in ignorance any longer, but we can, we can act like we don't have much wisdom at times. And so this, this process of sanctification is that keeping, that cleansing us as God is working in us to make us more and more like His Son. And so it is for every part of us. It is cleaning up every, every part. Uh, sanctification um, is an intense and burning thing. It is called... Fervent in spirit. Romans 12 and verse number 11. It's not... Um, it's not something dead in us at all. But rather it, is, it, uh, it puts in us, works in us with burning zeal to do the work that it's supposed to do. To make us, it, we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of His Son. As we talked about Wednesday, we're not ever going to get there as long as we're in this flesh. There has to be, we have to receive those glorified bodies to finish it all. But there is that constant working on us. While we are here, while we are in these bodies, there is that constant working, that constant cleansing through that process of setting us apart unto our Lord. And so it is a, a beautiful thing, a beautiful work that God is performing in us. The beauties of holiness, as the Psalms tells us. Sanctification is an abiding thing. It is something that is continual. Uh, 1 John chapter number 3 and verse number 9. 
First John chapter three, verse number nine. John, John's talking here about the inward man, uh, and he he makes this statement. He says, "Whoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God." In in salvation, that. Holy Spirit has given us, He seals us in that inward part of us, that new man being sealed. There is no sin that can enter into that. It is, it is sealed up completely. There is no sin that is able to enter in. But that new man is put in an old man's body. And that, that old man in us in salvation, the old man, the old nature is not done away with. It's still there. And so as Paul describes for us in, in Romans chapter 7, there is that constant struggle there that goes on. There is a, a constant warfare now between the old and the new. There is no sin that can enter into the new. However, the old can be infected by righteousness in the sense that the, the new man, the new man can be in control. That it's not always in control of the old. Now Paul talks about that struggle in Romans 7 and how it's a constant battle and how he's, he constantly said that the things he wants to do, he can't do or he, he doesn't do. <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's just a, a constant struggle fighting against the flesh. Well, in that sanctification, we, 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 as we grow in Christ, we, we find it's easier to die to the flesh. That as we grow closer to Him, it's easier to die to these things of the flesh. The problem is the, the more we die to the flesh the more we find wrong with the flesh. Things that maybe we didn't pay attention to before because something else was so prevalent in our hearts and in our minds that, that we've grown in Christ and we've, we've died to that particular sin as far as our flesh. That doesn't bother anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't cause me any issues. And suddenly we find ten others where that one was at, you see. And so there is that constant need for that cleansing. It is that constant need for that strengthening of God to help us in those times that we, we are, are being cleaned before Him. So it is, it is something that is continual. Uh, again, he, he says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Um, it is true um, that it is a constant struggle for us as we grow in our Lord, as He works in us. Uh, it, is, it is Him, again, it's supernatural. Uh, in, in what He is working in us, in setting us apart to Himself. Uh, but we see 
as the children of God, we see the struggle in that cleaning us up, in that setting us apart. Uh, and we, we see how many, how many things there afflict us and are in our way. And so it is a progressive thing. It is a progressive thing. Um, we increase in knowledge as we grow in our Lord. Uh, it is our hope, it is our desire that we increase in faith as we grow in Him and, and that, that we would be more trusting of our Lord, that we would, that we would be more dependent on Him. And so these, these things increasing in us um, should help us to stand straighter as we go through life, as, as He sets us apart more and more, our stand for Him should be greater and greater. And so it is, it is progressive. Uh, but even in the progress of that, uh, we, can, we can slide back. We can, we can allow sin a place. We can, we can open a door to wickedness in our lives. And we can do a lot of destruction to ourselves and to those around us in our sin. And we can fall back from where we had been. Um, that doesn't, first of all, it doesn't lose our salvation. We're still His. And if that has happened, God has allowed that to work in our lives for whatever reason that He has allowed it. And He, he is going to use that in every way, everything that comes in our life. He's going to use that to draw us closer to Him. And so this is this process might feel at times that it's going back more than it's going forward, maybe, but it is it is still a progressive uh, work that he is doing in us to make us more and more like his son. And our hope is that it is ever increasing, that it is ever growing. And that's, that's what we want to see in us. But we have to be careful in that process as we see the Lord cleaning us, as we see ourselves growing in Him and seemingly drawing closer and closer to Him. We need to be careful. We need to check ourselves that we don't get prideful in our stand. Oh, look how far I've come. Whoo! Lord, I don't know how you've done this. Look how, look how great. <laughs> and we, we find ourselves in a mess very quickly. We, we, we cannot be prideful in where the Lord has brought us because it is His work. It is all His work. Uh, left to us, it would, be, it would all be a mess. Uh, it is His work. It is His setting us apart. And so our desire is to see the increase and the growth and the drawing closer to Him. The heart becomes holy 
because it is made after God's own heart. And He sets us apart to Himself in this holiness. And we are uh, not only to bear His name, but we are to bear His image as well. And that takes some cleaning. Takes some cleaning. Sanctification is not moral virtue. To be just, to be temperate, to be fair, uh, those are good things. We are talking this morning about the fruits of the Spirit. Those are good things, but they're not good enough by themselves. In other words, we, we, can't, we can't claim sanctification um, as our salvation. Sanctification is a result of our salvation. And there are those that want to try to sanctify themselves. They want to set themselves apart. And in them setting themselves apart, trying to clean themselves up, uh, there's where that pride very easily enters in. Them trying to trying to clean themselves up. There, there is it is a work of self righteousness that's taking place. It's not it's not something that we can we can add to ourselves. Uh, in in uh, in this process, it's a process that God does in us. It is His work. It is it is again supernatural that He is performing, and so it's not a moral virtue uh, that we uh, have gained uh, for ourselves. It is. Um, Devotion, uh, especially a superstitious devotion, is one that uh, we have to be careful of uh, because that is also a counterfeit sanctification. And what I what I mean by that, this we find it uh, in other religions, particularly. Uh, uh, Catholicism, for instance, is replete with they have they have the the, the adorations given to the Pope and, and to the hierarchy. They have images that they will worship, put prayers under. Um, they they have altars. They have holy water that they sprinkle and and spray on people. There there's there is all sorts of these these devices, these things that they've added to the worship made part of their worship that is supposed to be sanctifying or setting them apart from others. And this, this is all based in superstition and it is nothing to do with sanctification. And so this it abounds in Catholicism, this idea of superstitious devotion. Um, it does not make man better, uh, but true sanctification does. It cleans us up. It 
makes us more and more like our Savior. Um, hypocrisy is another counterfeit sanctification. Many uh, professions can dazzle our eyes. Uh, we can see uh, folks that are um, claiming salvation. They are doing things that look like uh, they are are filled up with the things of God, and they therefore. And usually it's a short time, but therefore short time. They, I mean, they're running headlong. They're full of zeal. They're they're full of wonderment concerning the things of God. Everything that comes out of their mouth is Jesus this and Jesus that, and and then it just kind of just falls flat and dies out. That's what the Lord calls lamps without oil, whited sepulchers. Is what he told the the high priest and the the, the Pharisees that they they were um, a name to live, but dead. He says, or Jude says, a cloud without water. A cloud without water. This this is all of this is hypocrisy. And some not by intention, some simply because they were caught up in the moment, fooled by what they thought they had or thought they needed or whatever the case may be. Um, but it is, it is not real. It is acting. And that's not real sanctification. Um, real sanctification is, is a, a cleaning work. That God does on us, and it's it's sometimes hard. Um, it sometimes don't feel that good as He's cleaning us, as He's moving us, as He's working on us. Restraining grace is also a counterfeit sanctification. Men might stay away from things that are bad. Uh, he, he, he might outlaw for himself certain things in his home that he's not going to partake of because I'm, I'm going to be more godly. Uh, but those, those things that he is restraining himself from, though he may forbear particular vices and not have any part with those, um, Maybe maybe he doesn't allow it at all in his sight, but he might still have a love for it in his heart. And sanctification, what works in sanctification is not only does he remove those things from us, but he gives us a hatred for those things as well. We, we don't want them in us. And and when when we fail in them, when we come, it's, it's a hated thing. It's not a thing that we are looking for longingly for or joyously for. So restraining grace is not true sanctification. And common grace 
is not sanctification. Conviction wrought in us is often mistaken for sanctification. But the conviction may not be from God. It might be from someone else. It might be someone else's preferences. It might be our own preferences that we have looked to. It might be um, it might be things that, that, that we see others not partaking of. And so we, well, that must be what I need to do then. And, and we, we try to hold to what someone else is saying is cleansing for them. True conviction comes from the Spirit of God as He leads us by the Word and opens our hearts to see the Word of God, to see what it is that the Scriptures declare. And it, true conviction is us giving ourselves to His Word and say, I, I don't want that in my life. I don't want to be a part of this. This is how I'm going to stand on this because of what the Scriptures declare to us by the leadership of the Spirit and rather not something that we are uh, trying to add ourselves uh, because it's what somebody else thinks, but rather what the Scripture says and what it declares. God's work in us of sanctifying us and bringing us, again, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 29, he says there again, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He is predestinated to be conformed, for us to be conformed to the image of his Son. Romans chapter 12 again. Look with me at that, those two verses there. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by that renewing of your mind. That is, that is our Lord working in us to make us more and more like his son. The progression of sanctification. Let's all stand. We'll be dismissed.